0: Hello and welcome back to the Jackie Richards show. This is your host, Jackie Richards. I, like you, am a social seller and I teach you how to fly your freak flag in your content, how to come home to yourself and silence that inner mean girl so that you can stand out in a sea of social sellers on Instagram. Today we are jumping right into not interviewing anyone, but just me talking to you about my thoughts on how your voice matters and how you can come home to yourself in your content. We have a, quite a few things to catch up on some housekeeping items. I just finished up dinner with the kids and I told Hayden, I'm like, can you handle bedtime? Cause I want to head up to my office and just record this podcast while I have the inspiration. So I always mention this on my podcasts and in my stories and all my lives, but if you guys are not cycle syncing things up to your business, you must do it. And this is not a sponsored post or anything but the stardust app i swear by it basically tells me what phase in my menstrual cycle i'm in and it's always so spot on (laughs) And right now I'm in ovulation, which means I just think I'm the shit right now. Okay. Everything that I (laughs) say, I feel really good about. I look in the mirror and I'm like, you know what? You're not as chubby as you were last week, even though the scale says otherwise. It just, when I am in ovulation, I am a whole mood. So I feel good right now. So I will be recording this podcast because by the end of the week, guess what? I won't be. (laughs) So that's kind of an example of how I use that app to kind of decide what actions I'm going to take in my business. But this week, I really want to talk about why your content matters as a social seller, why your voice matters, and why the views don't mean anything, and why I don't really care about your views. (laughs) I know that sounds really insensitive, but I have a whole point to it, and don't worry, I'll tie it up with a bow. I always do. Um, But where we're sitting right now, um, I think we are like three weeks past losing jesse lee ward and i was gonna do a whole podcast on the impression that she made on me but i got way too emotional and i decided not to um air it just because i was super emotional when i when i recorded it but um it's october 2nd when i'm recording this and we lost jesse lee ward um I feel like it was like three weeks ago is when I was on my family trip. And if you don't know who she is, maybe she doesn't mean anything to you, but I do know to a lot of the network marketing, social selling world, she made a huge impact on so many lives. And she for sure made an impression on my heart and in the way that I showed up. And I'll be honest with you, when she got diagnosed with um, her cancer, I am one of those people that where when I see someone around me, dealing with illness I like to start to kind of take it upon myself like I'm I don't know I'm not an actual hypochondriac I mean I've never been diagnosed but I really it really does affect me and I start to like worry about it that like something's wrong with me and so I love Jessie Lee Ward I've always loved her content her podcast like I'm sure it's still up her podcast fueled me through 2017 18 and 19 like literally made me a huge person of the who I am today now in network marketing because of how bold she was um and so I, like I loved her stuff and but on social media once she had gotten diagnosed last year it was one of those moments where and I hope that you guys can understand where this where I'm coming from where I felt like I needed to mute her account because I started to get really anxious that like maybe something was wrong with me and that's kind of like just how I am as a person like I'm just super sensitive to Towards situations like that, and I didn't want to be like worrying that like maybe I had cancer. Does that make sense? So I hope that it doesn't seem insensitive, but I had muted her account, so I wasn't like completely up to date with like what was happening. Um, but obviously, as it came closer to the end of of her journey, I was made aware of that she had passed. And guys, it hit me like a ton of bricks, like. <laughs> Lots and lots of tears. Like I literally cried the whole way home from our family trip. And my husband was like, did you know her? And I was like, no, like she has no idea who I am. But she was like a legend in the industry. And her work made such an impression on how I showed up. And that's when I decided like right then and there, like as I'm crying on this you know, family road trip going home, that I'm like, oh my gosh, our work matters. Our work absolutely matters because here's the thing. Jessie Lee Ward did not sponsor me. (laughs) I do not sell in the same company that she sells in. I never even bought her coaching packages. Like she sold coaching packages to other network marketers. Don't think I ever bought anything from her, but like I did buy her soul. (laughs) Does that make sense? And... And realizing that, and then once I had been told that she had passed, like, just the tears would not stop coming. And I just had this huge, like, aha moment, just how powerful your content is that you don't even know. Because here I am, like, someone who is not even her technical customer or even in her circle of influence or anything like that. But, like, she affected me. And that was, like, lesson number one in today's podcast, that, like, this woman changed me for the better and her content absolutely affected me without me ever even buying from her um and I just felt like it was important that I give her that little mini tribute again she didn't know me but I knew her and I just feel like she is A beautiful example of someone that stepped outside of herself to truly serve the industry and made such a massive impact. And tonight I've just been sharing on my Instagram Reels um, creators that I've come across. Like I just shared a Mel Robbins Reel and I loved it. You want to know what she said? Want to know why I loved it? She just had this awesome stupid little one-liner about how when you are not that confident, it's because you're not taking action and that the tiniest little bit of action can breed confidence in you. And I absolutely have needed that message that I have felt so insecure again like the insecure that I the insecureness that I felt in the beginning of social selling and and even in the beginning of me going out on Instagram and sharing my arthritis journey so if you guys don't know that a lot of how I got started prior to even network marketing was I was just sharing my uh, my health journey with dealing with rheumatoid arthritis and being a young mom and that's kind of how I got started on Instagram way back when 2015 or 16 and I definitely felt insecure, <laughs> like a lot. And I haven't felt that level of insecurity again until now as I am venturing off into course creation world. And it, like I kind of, I did a reel on this last week. I, I mentioned how I probably shouldn't be telling you guys how insecure I am because they always say that like, you know, don't tell people that you're insecure, but you guys, I'm a cancer I do, I do this. I like to put my. I like to kind of like... I'm the girl that wants to make fun of myself first before you make fun of me. Does that make sense? Like, <laughs> like I, that, maybe that's like growing up in a big family, but I want to call out my insecurities first before you guys do. That's probably unhealthy. But that's... I just like to tell you guys that this... I definitely am insecure as I'm venturing off into this. And anyway, so back to the reel that I shared of Mel Robbins. Just hearing her say... That like a little bit of action breeds that confidence. And that was like literally like it like gave me all the heart flutters and my chest got super warm. And it really reassured me that as I am like opening up my knowledge in the form of a course and putting my work out there and putting a price tag on it and feeling like a fool, (laughs) Like I feel scared and I feel like, oh my gosh, what if this is so pointless and not worthy of someone's time? What if someone doesn't like it? But hearing her be like, no, that's how it goes was so reassuring. And I just wanted to share that with you that no matter where you are at in your social selling journey, or if I happen to have any other entrepreneurs on today, that really the smallest little action means you're on the right path that if you are doing a little bit of work and putting it out there for the world to see that's enough that I don't have to like especially as we are in the day and age of like a lot of course creators like showboating showboating their income which is fine you know I'm I'm proud of them I'm happy for them but it does make me compare myself To them, But even if I don't go on to like have a wildly successful launch with this course, it doesn't matter. What matters is that I took that tiny blip of action. So I really want you to think about how you can do that tomorrow morning that you know, hopefully you're listening to this podcast at night. (laughs) Or if you're not like how can you take a little bit of action because that's what's going to breed confidence that you're never going to have the most flawless launch the most flawless, you know, Instagram page, it's going to just take little bits of action. I was telling my friend another reason that this course launching has been kind of just not a thorn in my side cuz I don't want to say that. It's just been such a learning experience of I'm I'm it's kind of like when I've never broken my hand, knock on wood. But if I ever broke my right hand, I would become really proficient at my left hand, right? Maybe one of you guys has an experience like that where you didn't have access to the to the you know the automatic default hand or or whatever, but you learned that it was possible to brush your teeth with your left hand. It was possible for you to like make dinner with your left hand or whatever. And I really feel like that's where I'm at right now in what I'm doing is that. I am really good at marketing. I'm really good at reels. I'm really good at helping people figure out who they can speak to. I'm really good at motivating people. I'm great at Zoom. I'm, I'm great at like a lot of things in the network marketing realm, but here I am in the course creation realm and I'm like, oh my gosh, this left hand is a bitch. Like it is just so awkward. But I, I was telling a girlfriend of mine, I'm like, you know what is super frustrating for me is because i have been exposed to like what good work is and what i mean by that is i really do study the emails i get from other course creators i study the e- emails i get from other coaches and i become really aware of like their funnels and their landing pages and maybe you're listening and you're like what the hell does all that mean well they're all things that make make for what i would consider like Great coaches and programs, things that make things tick. I pay attention to like Jenna Kutcher's fifth email to me about, you know, doors are closing and I take a look at her copy. And because I'm so hyper aware of what I would consider is good work, it's really put a pause on me. It's really made me be like, Well, why are you even making anything? Like your emails suck. Your your sequence isn't that good. Your landing page isn't as extensive as that other girl that's making fifty thousand dollars a month. And so it's like I'm like so consciously aware of what I would consider good work that it's paused me. And I and I wanted to to make note to say that tonight because I think there are some of you guys that are like that in the social media world where you do know what a good reel is. You do know what a good transition is. You do understand just like how to technically sell to your audience, but you have a really hard time like putting yourself into action doing that. <laughs> and, and it's frustrating. So I guess I wouldn't, I don't think I've ever classified myself as a perfectionist, but more of like an awarist. I'm very, very aware of what is good and it makes it hard to take action but again like I said hearing Mel Robbins kind of just be like knock that off Jackie just launch your course take that little bit of action you don't have to have this be you know a knock it out of the park type of situation that that you taking this little bit of action is going to birth a new situation like literally like this I have no idea what's going to happen as I launch my bio blueprint I, I don't know but I do know that it's going to be a gateway to another situation so I have another point I want to make and it kind of goes along with this that I was in Nashville training some of my artists and we were basically talking them about how they need to chill out about getting sales and I need this lesson as much as they do (laughs) but I was coaching them that they needed to stop being so hyper focused on like on sales that so much of an entrepreneur's path especially the successful ones is not how many people they're getting sales from it's the pile of failures that they have accumulated. And that's what I mean by I'm really making peace with like letting myself just kind of sloppily launch something into the world because I know damn well that I've got to where I am in the social selling world because I collected so many experiences that birthed something more. And it wasn't always a sale, but it's what allowed me to become where I'm at today. So I was telling these gals that – I'm not going to look at their content. It's not about their content all the time. Or it's not about like, why is my email not converting to a sale? It wasn't that. It was, are you collecting enough situations? Are you collecting enough experiences that will begin to equate to the end game of a sale? So I really want you to think about that. That I have a lot of cringy stuff that I've posted (laughs) in the past I have probably well over 100 Facebook pop-up events where I was meeting other people, growing my network. And I did not always get sales from these virtual pop-up events. I had many in-person makeovers. So in our company, we do in-person makeovers like I highly encourage my my reps to do it a lot of them don't (laughs) I wish they would because I credit so much of my poise and my ability to talk about my product because I would put myself in scenarios where I was forced to talk about it to someone and I collected a lot of non-paying experiences where I put my product out there in front of people And I have so many of those, like so many Instagram stories where I am generating conversations around my product to talk to people not about, hey, are you ready to buy? But tell me about, like in our case, I would be like, tell me about your current makeup routine. Like, let's talk about it. You love your current foundation. I love that for you. What about eyeshadow? Do you love eyeshadow? Why or why not? And like situations like that, that's what I mean when I collect a huge pile of experiences, not sales, but I collect a huge pile of experiences and that has led me to where I am today. And I just wish more of us would take that on. Now, granted, I take on that path because I actually do get overwhelmed with numbers. Like I I really admire you girlies out there that are like, well, I figured out that X, Y, and Z means that I will get an order at this point in time. Like, I don't know that kind of stuff. I, I just kind of glaze over. Like the other day I had one of my girlfriends who also sells digital products. She was like, how many clicks does your stand store get? And what is the ratio of bu- people buying? And I like literally like LOL'd. Like I was like, <laughs> what? She's like, no, like the clicks to your stand store. And I was like, I don't know and nor do I care to know because numbers just they overwhelm me. They really like when I picture numbers they're mean they have like angry bird eyes. I really do feel like that if you guys would stop looking at situations like what's my conversion rate and da 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 and this many people are only you know sell the product in my company according you know what I mean like when you overly analyze the numbers it starts to rob your soul a little. And I would have just encouraged you guys, before you hurt your feelings and do a numbers draw. Of, of like looking at a report of what your downline is and where what your current sales are. Ask yourself, what experiences can I give myself today that will truly move the needle? And I don't just mean like posting a reel, but I mean like how can you network within your, your community? Is there someone that you can post in a in a neighborhood Facebook page to collaborate with someone else who sells something? Is there a vendor event that you can plug yourself into? Again, I'm kind of naming some like 90s ideas, but, but really think outside the box. How can I generate conversation on my Instagram Stories today? Could I challenge myself to go live on TikTok for 60 days? Like things like that, that are really like, wow, that's different. And that's collecting experience. That I think that that's the answer more so than you guys coming up with like these crazy hurt your feelings numbers ideas that I really believe in gathering experiences. I'm going to tell you guys another story because that's just where I'm at today. But I started to analyze what gave me the audacity to be okay with failing in front of people a lot of the time. Cause that's really what I feel like I'm just an open book, an open project. Like I let people know when I'm struggling, I let people know when I'm shooting for a goal. Like my whole platform with content creation, with being a leader in a network marketing company, with running my podcasting with my courses, is tell the truth. Is tell the truth. Is come home to yourself and Like how can I storytell and be vulnerable with people in all realms of that? How can I do that? And I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, well, Jackie, that is a gift because I do think it is a gift that I'm okay to fail in front of people. And I was like, why why do I have this gift? Why am I okay with being seen starting small? And it's because I used to take dance classes with kids significantly younger than me. Oh, man. I wish my sister would listen to these podcasts because she would laugh at these situations. Um, but I'm seeing—I'm being serious. Okay. I have a few of these. Listen to me. When I was in high school, I-, I wanted to dance. I always really liked dancing. But the circumstances that I grew up in, I did not have the money to be a part of like fancy dance companies or, you know, how there's like all those like bougie, like, what do they call them? They're not called companies. They're called... um. Yeah, they are. They're like companies. What do they call it? Like volleyball, like club volleyball. Yeah, that, that was not going to happen for me. Okay. <laughs> Remember, 10 brothers and sisters. It was wild. But I knew that I loved dancing. Anyways, however, in high school, I did get some opportunities to be a part of a dance company. and But I was behind. I was really behind. You know, those, those stories of like kids that are like, from the young age of two years old, I was dancing or from two years old, he was playing hockey. From two years old, he was skiing. No, no, that literally was not me. So in high school, I get the opportunity to be a part of a club company, dance company, and I need to be put in with younger kids. Like we're talking nine-year-olds. <laughs> Digest that, please. I'm 16 years old. And I am like on these, like on a dance class with much younger than me people. So, you know, nine years old was the youngest, but between nine and 12, but I wanted it so bad. So when you guys like hear me tell my stories, of like, you know, you got to want it. You do got to want it. Like I didn't care that I had to be seen starting small because I really wanted to dance. So that was one experience. And then I got thinking even more like, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's unbox more scenarios that gave me the audacity to be so vulnerable in front of people. I remember being 17 years old and I took swim lessons with children. <laughs> um, I had, I'm just not a strong swimmer still to this day. It's not my thing. But I remember being 17 years old in high school and I took swim lessons with children. <laughs> and that was just another crazy example Another one was in college. I tried out for the cheer squad. And I don't know if you guys know this whole story, but I tried out for the cheer squad. I'd never cheered in my life. They didn't have a dance team to the college that I went to, so I couldn't dance. I that's what I definitely wanted to do. But I was like, you know what? I can I can learn cheerleading. Because why? Because I have the audacity. I always do. <laughs> and I quickly found out that cheerleaders tumble. <laughs> they do gymnastics. And I was not great at that. And I remember, okay, I think this is going to be another scenario where you're going to have to go and do things that the kids did and learn the skills that maybe you did not have the opportunity to. So I remember I would go to these nightly classes with children. I'm not joking, you guys. I swear to you, maybe this is like my secret sauce is that there was like some serious humble pie that I would have to eat, but I had these visions for all of these things that I did. And this isn't like everything on why I am the way that I am but I do feel like there's these experiences that I had where I was just willing to like put myself in them and be like whatever I'm no better than these kids like they know more than I do and I'm going to learn from them and I'm going to just humble up and literally as I'm going through this course creation process it feels like I'm driving myself as a 20 year old to tumbling class with the 10 to 12 year olds. That's kind of what this feels like for me. And honestly, it's kind of like what it feels like for you in your social selling company. And I'm here to tell you it's okay. We're going to get through it. You're going to learn your back handspring eventually. It's going to be okay. But a huge part of that is that we have to be willing to be seen starting small. There is like such a marketing advantage to this too that for some of you guys I think you're ashamed that you don't know it all or that you're not learning it as fast as so-and-so whatever but there is such a marketing advantage to being willing to talk to people about hey I don't have all the answers that a lot of times in my company the bulk of the people that I enroll as artists on my team they're not makeup artists and that is like literally how we tell people to market themselves is like hey I don't really know what I'm doing here, but come along with me as I attempt to learn how to do winged eyeliner. That's like our whole bit. And I'm sure you guys can do that too in your companies that, you know, it doesn't have to be everything, the science of your product backwards and forwards, and that you know exactly how to X, Y, and Z be the expert of whatever. But that's why I'm literally obsessed with the flyer freak flag formula. <laughs> that's why I'm obsessed with the come home to yourself model. That's why I'm obsessed with teaching you guys just to tell the truth, because guess what? It does get to be that easy. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to be a fraud. You don't have to copy your upline. You don't have to rip off someone else's reel to be successful. That it quite literally, the answer to you growing in your company, the answer to you growing on Instagram gets to be tell your truth. Let people know that you don't know it all, but that you have found a result with your product. And it has been a game changer. And that's literally how I'm approaching my course as we launch it tomorrow. So by the time this airs, my bio blueprint course will be available. But I'm not an Instagram expert. Like I know that. Like Brock Johnson could eat me for breakfast. He knows way more about the algorithm. He probably has contacts at Meta, blah, 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 blah. Like all of that. There are other experts out there who know more about it, but no one teaches the way that I teach. No one relates to their audience the way that I do. No one tells stories about going to swim lessons at 17 years old and relating that to, you know, how you show up on social media. That's my thing. That's my flavor and I get to be myself to you guys and this course launch that I get to do is it gets to be easy. It doesn't have to be as serious as I'm making it and I want you to take away that same message for how you're making Instagram out to be the big bad boogeyman that it just has to be this thing that you're never going to get. You're never going to understand call to actions and what text boxes to use And, and no it doesn't have to be that hard. It really doesn't and I want to be that woman that gets to teach you about how coming home to yourself is truly the answer not necessarily the trending sounds to use and exactly what transition you got to do and all that complicated crap. That's not what I feel like makes social media great. What makes social media great is being able to connect and make people feel something and I believe that you and I are both capable of doing that and we can make money doing it. So that is my message for the week. I hope that it was helpful. I hope that you Understand that your voice matters, that you stop discounting the drafts that you have right now in your Instagram Reels, the stuff that you're not posting because you're thinking what the hell is the point. It makes a difference. It absolutely makes a difference. Your voice matters and you get to take up space on Instagram. That's your little permission slip that I write you today. And if you are interested in the bio blueprint course, I would hop on it. Let me tell you why. Because it's it's a seven module course and you could go through it probably if you wanted in one sitting or you could do it in seven days. Um, seven days might be best, but you're going to be able to take this course, understand exactly how to target your target audience, like basically... You need a target audience like all of us do. If your stuff is not taking off, it's because you don't know who you're talking to. And I like to start with your Instagram bio and writing something that appeals to her. And we go over how to write to her in your Instagram bio. We go over how to make a link in bio. We go over how to set up your Instagram highlights, how to make them look pretty, what reels I would pin and why. What will make you stand out against the sea of other social sellers selling your same product and that is what the bio blueprint will be and it will be paired with a two hour zoom call Um, when this podcast is airing it will be a live zoom call so you will get to spend time with me for two hours we will get to unbox so many bios and implement basically what the bio blueprint course is for social sellers but if it's after that it will be a replay And then I'm going to have you guys stay tuned for November because November I am launching a group coaching container. I'm super excited about it. Pretty nervous, but I'm taking my own advice that it gets to be easy. I'm just going to tell the truth. And I know that I'm going to attract those that truly want to work with me. And it's going to be a wild ride. But thank you guys so much for listening. And if you found this helpful, send it to a teammate. Tag me in stories. I appreciate you guys and have a great weekend.